Hello, I'm Serena Dot Ryan, and welcome to the See Digital Clearly Show. This show is dedicated to inspiring action. Each episode, there is an interview with a thought leader doing great things with digital. They will share their insights and experience to get you inspired and focused to create the life you want thanks to digital. In this episode, Katrina McCarter, founder of Marketing to Mums, joins me. She is a marketing strategist who specializes in driving sales and profit amongst the world's most powerful consumers, mums. Katrina is the author of Marketing to Mums, which went to number one on Booktopia's business bestseller list, outselling the likes of Simon Sinek, Timothy Ferris, and Sophia Amoruso. Katrina is a mum of three and has worked with over 100 small businesses in both Australia and overseas. Katrina is a sought-after speaker at world-class events and has featured on Today Tonight, Channel 7, ABC Radio, The Age and Sydney Morning Herald. I'm honoured to have her as a guest today on the See Digital Clearly podcast and for her to be able to share her insights and knowledge about how she has not just identified the biggest and potentially most powerful group of consumers and how to tap into their wealth and knowledge is incredible, but also how she is actually using her insights to create the life she really wants. Thank you so much, Katrina, for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Serena. I've been excited about this all day. Oh, look, that really makes my day. So I think I have been following you for quite a little while now on social media, ever since I came across you at Oz Mumpreneur last year. And I heard so many great things and it inspired me to just check out what you're up to um, as, you know, social media is great for that. And I think I really started getting into what you were up to when you were doing these amazing Facebook Lives from New York. Mm, I'm about to start doing them again. Oh, my goodness. What, why are you going to New York again? Oh, there's a special conference there. It's the world's leading event for people involved in marketing to mums or as they call them, moms, and it's called the M2 Moms Conference and it runs for a day and a half and they have the likes of Google and Twitter and major research organisations there and over a day and a half we listen to 24 sessions of Marketing to Moms experts um, with latest research and findings and this year I'm actually presenting and I'm talking about how mums influence travel and I'm also going to be a sponsor at the event so it's really really exciting for me. That's incredible my goodness did you even think this would be on your radar even 12 months ago? No, I didn't. Um, it's a pinch yourself moment. I'm, I'm really, really excited to be involved. Um, I really like the energy of New York anyway, but to um, given the nature of what I'm doing here in Australia, um, there isn't really an industry as such. And so it's really fantastic for me to be able to go in and check in over in the US um, and see what they're doing and, and some of the research they're findings. And, and I will say I find a lot of differences between the US um, and Australia, but it's, it still gives me some really good perspective on a global scale. Fantastic. Wow. I think, and conferences I found 
in, in America, they really give us a, a glimpse of what's possible. Like um, I must admit when I was there in March this year for a conference, I was blown away at the scale and the ability for them to coordinate, I guess, at scale so many people. When you say there's, what, 24 sessions? Do you know approximately 24. how many people will be there? Yep. Uh, generally, there's probably only about 200. In Australia, there's probably only about three of us. So there's yep. there's probably about 300 that attend this conference. But each session is normally 15 minutes. The longest presentation is 30 minutes. Um, yep. So it's just one the other and it's really interesting information that comes through so I find it great in terms of inspiring me um, and I'm looking um, at writing another book next year so I'm just keen to see um, what might uh, inspire and motivate me whilst I'm there. Fantastic now I really want to ask this because I know how much digital can affect our lives I think what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, <laughs> I love these questions. Um, I used to catch the bus every day from uh, the age of about seven or eight and I used to catch two buses and I'd have this same bus driver every day that would pick me up and he'd ask me that same question, Serena, what are you going to do when you when- <laughs> And I'd say, I'm going to be a stockbroker. And I used to tell him that I was going to, you know, buy and sell stocks in companies all day long and I was going to craft deals and this this is going to be the nature of, of my job. And um, I was actually back in Perth where I grew up uh, probably about 10 years ago and I got on a bus for some reason and a gentleman said, so, you're a stockbroker? And it was actually my <laughs> bus driver. From when I was a kid, he was he was still driving buses. Remember, recognised me, and remembered and asked the question. So, yeah, I was always about. I love commerce, um, so I was always going to do something quite commercial. Wow, you know, it's just fascinating. I mean, we started off the conversation talking about New York because I think that's I instantly think of New York uh, when you think stockbroking because that would be where it's at. But you're back there. I guess talking about finance in a different light? Well, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time in New York. Um, I did my first trip to New York when I was 16. I got myself a job at KFC for three twenty-eight an hour and um, saved up my fare and said um, I was off. And mum said, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and after four days locked in my room, just utterly devastated because I'd been keeping a scrapbook about this city for a couple of years. She knocked on my door and she said, I'm coming too. So we had um, a few great weeks together um, exploring New York. Her sister actually lives there, my auntie. Um, So um, it was great to have a local and I've subsequently gone back all the way through uni for the three-month gaps and uh, took my husband there for our honeymoon. And um, my actual aim with my business is in 10 years' time, I'd actually like to be over um, in the States uh, launching marketing to mums over there. Oh, my goodness. You know, you asked me just before we got on, like started the call today about if I wanted to be called Serena or, you know, known as Dot. And my Dot actually comes from my great-grandmother who would spend three months of the year for 20 years in New York. How wonderful. And she was married. Well, yeah, and she was married to a stockbroker. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. So it's um, it's funny as you've a few things there have just had me going. Yes. Um, so yeah, I've had a few trips to New York for 
those reasons. Hmm. My dot connection, literally. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I think digital is something that I'm, I'm fascinated about because it enables so many things in our lives. Like what you're doing now is incredible, like being able to I guess, unlock the value of what we have um, as a you know, a group of, an understanding of a group of people who have spending power. Um, oh, yes. When did you first notice the value of digital marketing? Mm. Uh, certainly, probably six years ago, Serena, I launched an online shopping website for mums called bubbler.com.au and um, I quickly realised, um, I mean, I was always aware the way um, people were communicating on social media, but it was really having a look at um, the nature of how people communicate on social media and how they are influenced in their purchase decisions um, through social media that, that I really started to understand it. And so the last six years have been a really excellent training ground in having a look at, at mum's behaviours um, specifically and really looking more so at, at Facebook in terms of the way that they communicate. Yeah, it's, you know, Fascinating. When you talk about Facebook, just seeing the different functionality that's consistently coming out, I think to, you know, always be looking for ways to unlock even more data. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and Serena, what, what's interesting to me is when I go back to New York and I heard from Twitter last year, Twitter in the US, you know, mums really use Twitter um, a lot more than they do here and people have Twitter part mums have Twitter parties and they attract a, a much different kind of consumer um, and social uh, demographic of mums than um, than other social media so I really enjoy just the nuances as well in understanding different behaviors across uh, different countries absolutely yeah because yeah, it's um, we have it you're right if you don't actually get out of the the country you're in or, you know, the culture you're in, you miss those nuances and those opportunities as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, particularly for any Australian business operating in the US. I mean, Pinterest is so much more prevalent. Twitter is much more prevalent um, than than we see here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I must say, being able to go to social media marketing world this year in March was incredible to see how by volume of people that I think they have more niches available too. So you mm. have the ability to just specialise in one particular area and have a significant audience. That's what I, I found fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely am on board with you there. I love niching. I think that, um, you know, something that I always talk about is that you can't niche too much. Um, because that way you have the greatest understanding of who your customer is and you can speak to them um, and really be heard, far yeah. more likely to be heard than having some kind of broad approach where, you, where you're trying to communicate with a very broad segment. Yeah, well said, because I think, right, that risk, what's the adage, if you market to everyone, you market to no one. To no one, yeah. You just don't connect. Mm, absolutely. So what made you decide to create a business using digital marketing? 
Oh, I'm always, um, so I've always been interested in commerce, um, as you've seen from my stockbroking, my my early stockbroking days or desires, Um, but I'm also really interested in women. Um, I just just find us a wonderful gender um, and really fascinating. Uh, So I've been interested in our behaviours and specifically I've really looked at the way uh, society, I guess, undervalues um, mothers. Um, I think that they're incredibly misunderstood and I think that digital can be used um, to change that in some way and it's about educating brands um, around how they might use digital to create, to more effectively communicate with mothers that interests me. Yeah. I really, I really connect really strongly with what you're saying on that point. I think, ironically, I come from working in the digital space and uh, not being able to get that ability to work flexibly, and that's where I ended up being able to create, you know, this business, Serena Ryan. And it is actually a bigger picture. You think that oh. when, about women getting valued. In, on many levels it's like we absolutely yeah. I mean the research I've done research into um, 18 uh, 1800 Australian mums and I'm working with um, a leading marketing academic at RMIT and mums feel incredibly misunderstood they feel misrepresented and they really feel undervalued and I think that there is this real revolution going on right now and I think that there's a lot of businesses that have actually got their head in the sand and they're not aware of it and I think that there's growing um, empowerment of women through the use of uh, digital through social media specifically because it's no longer a one-way conversation with advertising of brands telling us what to buy Um, there is now the opportunity social media has allowed us to to respond to that and say and 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 I guess comment. Um, so if we feel like a brand has not done something right, we can hold them accountable. So I think that that's actually a really exciting development of digital. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? I completely agree. I love seeing you leading the way with doing the research around this as well. And you know, I, I see instigating change. Well, uh, it's really yeah, good. I'm- yeah, it's really about getting it uh, on the agenda first. Um, mm. And I think, that, uh, look, I really believe that there's a massive win for businesses who do this. I mean, they can get a great commercial advantage. They can drive their sales and profit by taking the time to deeply understand Australian mothers. And I feel that, you know, that it has, is not being done by many brands and they're missing out on a huge, huge amount of uh, dollars and mum, as a result, is getting a lot of lame, irrelevant marketing messages sent through to her that, that she's really almost got up like a brick wall. It's just noise. There's not yeah. enough connection going on. And that's really where I'm, what I'm hoping to change. I saw that in your presentation. I saw it at the Osmondpreneur Conference last week where you were talking about the typical account manager that would be in the mm. agency looking after large brands. And that's that actually stems back to I see what I saw when I was working in agencies uh, where because there was limited ability for flexibility for mums or women who uh, to be able to work flexibly in the agencies, 
you ended up with a skew with account managers either being male or being childless or both. I and, hear this all the time, Serena. Yeah. And when that happens, um, ironic because like I ended up, you know, when my son was five months old, finding that I couldn't get flexible work and that's when I stepped out of the agency life because it just yeah. wasn't feasible to work 60-hour work weeks. But that yeah. chain reaction goes into then the marketing messages that get put out in the advertising because that lack of understanding actually starts with it not being able to be flexible in the workplace. Look, you are absolutely right. I mean, I think that there's a lot of work uh, to be done in terms of uh, filling that gap and that's something that I'm having a look at now at how um, I can use research um, of, you know, those, I feel like I have the voice of these 1800 Australian mums um, where I'm in a, in a position where I can go in and educate um, and bring a lot of agencies up to speed with some of these nuances because small tweaks can just have huge um, sales impacts. Agreed. And then, you know, as you would say, it's like it's the chain reaction if they were able to allow that flexibility of people with understanding in those roles in the agencies, they could actually retain accounts and get better results for clients. Mm, I know that there's a lot of work being done in the area. Um, um, last week they had the 3% conference, which was addressing some of this. That What they were looking at is the fact that some years back there were only 3% um, uh, were of creative directors in agencies were women um, mm. and that, that flow-on effect. So there's a lot of work being done around the globe in, term, in trying to change that. That's music to my ears. I love hearing that because I think it's a great opportunity to have balance all round. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to ask you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? But you've, you've already answered that one. <laughs> I've sat down the kids. I've got, my, I've got three kids, 10, 12 and 14. My youngest shares my passion for New York and halfway down the hallway she's got this little shrine she loves the Chrysler building so she's got pictures up of the Chrysler building mm-hmm. and I've told all the kids that once Alice our youngest finishes high school that mum mom and dad will be looking to move to New York for a few years and um you know, I figure it's it's at a time where they're wanting to, I guess, separate from their parents and explore the world and, and you know, uni and tra- travelling. So I thought that that would be a good time to do it. But my 10-year-old has tugged on, on, on me and said, well, you know, I might want to come too. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how things go. Where I'm actually about to take them all over to the States. They're coming with me for four weeks. Um, on a big uh, fun family holiday and I'll do the conference in the middle of that holiday so it will be my daughter's first trip to New York and uh, we'll we'll see uh, what she thinks of it. That sounds fantastic yeah I look forward to hearing how that goes. Yeah hoping to have some adventures. What have you found most challenging like with I guess doing your business and you know being able to you know as a parent as well Ah, yeah, you've touched on it. Um, Serena, I think one of the most difficult things as a business owner is, I guess, turning yourself off. And actually, um, I find the after school to early evening, it's really difficult for me to switch off from work and to try and be present with the kids. So I think that 
Um, that's something that I've probably found really challenging in both my bubbler days and also now with marketing to mums. Um, and I guess that's one of the reasons we're going off and actually taking four weeks off and having a really fun, fun holiday uh, because, um, you know, I've worked really hard over the past six years. My husband has been as well. He's changed careers and done his MBA. Um, so I think it's 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 a combination of... Um, trying to switch off, trying to be present, um, and and I also guess probably some some levels um, the isolation of of working by yourself as well is yeah. is another challenge. Definitely, I think yeah, it's good. I appreciate you sharing your challenges. Um, I I must admit I'm sitting here nodding my head a little bit as well. Like it's nice to hear it come from someone else as well and not feel so alone. It can be quite a challenge running a business. And um, Well, I probably found it. So I had a period of time where I ran two businesses and I found that was difficult just in terms of focus in carrying two businesses in, in your head. So it's not normal, It's not just the actual work output that has to happen. It's more just holding all of that in your head um, can, can I found challenging. Yeah. I guess on that, so what advice would you give someone wanting to start their own business? Oh, absolutely. Go for it. Um, I started my first business at the age of 39. I was almost 40. I started my second business at 44. Um, If you're sitting on the fence and thinking, should I or should I not, we live one life and it's an opportunity. You know, I was knew that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur because it was the ultimate test of your skill base. But I also realised that as time was getting on, you know, my financial commitments were not going to get any less. So it was just about taking that leap and I would encourage anyone um, who is considering it to have a go. Yeah, you've just reminded me. I think you did a post when you sold your first business and, you made a comment there saying you wanted to see what you were made of. Absolutely. Um, it's the ultimate test. Yeah. That really stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, I get that. It's really powerful. Yeah, it is. But it, it's also a real motivator too. So um, it, it allows me, I, I'm not deterred by small probabilities in having a go with something, Serena. Um, I want to see, well, can I do it? Is it possible? Let's have a go. Let's see what happens. Um, and I think uh, that has that's kind of the nature of what we do as business owners. And, um, yeah, no doesn't bother me. You know, I'm okay. I'm thick-skinned. I'm a sales background. So uh, that doesn't bother me so much. But what does bother me is if I haven't had a go. I love it. I feel I'm all charged up now. I'm ready to go again. <laughs> I really, really appreciate your time today to be able to share your insights and I love how you've been able to create, you know, well, not one but two very successful businesses by using digital tools. I really look forward to hearing how it goes in New York as well. Thank and you very much, Serena. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really inspiring to see someone like yourself who's leading the charge to is yeah you said use your voice you've got this ability to instigate change I know change doesn't happen by itself I think the need we need to bring awareness to it 
So I really appreciate you doing that. Thanks, Serena. Look, I see this as a lifelong um, journey. You know, this is something I'm really committed to doing and um, marketing to mums is my vehicle to see what kind of dent I can make in that. Fantastic. Yeah, I feel I feel compelled to also put my voice to it as well and bring awareness around as value is important to me and understanding that we all are able to contribute positively and yeah, allowing for people to, you know, as I'd say this as as a mum, as someone when I became a mum, it it changed my understanding of what I could do and um, the depth of what I was actually capable of. And I realised that, you know, I'm not alone in that and there's actually an ability for so many to contribute a lot more to society. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's millions of us. There's 6.2 million of us here in Australia, Serena, and um, I agree with you. It's a real transformation becoming a mother and um, you're suddenly spoken to very differently by society. And, um, yeah, I think that we need to change that dialogue. Yeah, I completely agree. So, yes, thank you for today and Perhaps in the future we can, you know, check in again and talk about this some more because I feel like this is a conversation that could keep going. Oh, I would, I would welcome that and I wanted to say thank you very much for having me. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. Thanks for listening. The best time for you to take action is now. Get out there and use digital for what it's intended for to make your life a better one.